Assalamu alaikum. My name is Fatma Saber and I'm the host of your Muslim Girl podcast. This is your safe space to come and get advice and we can all learn and grow together. So today is a very exciting episode because we have a very special guest with us, Tuqa. Assalamu alaikum. So happy to have you here with us. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Jazakallah khair for having me. Amin yaakum, inshallah. So today um, we're talking about habits and Tuqa, because you have experience in the, within the psychology field, um, mm-hmm. we want to bring you on here. So, alhamdulillah. So let's get started with our weekly segments. Um, let's get started with what I learned this week or you know, weekly reflections. So I'll go first. Um, so you have a little time to think on yeah. your, <laughs> <laughs> what I learned this week. Um, so yesterday I was sitting and I was reading... You know, the last maybe 20 ayat of Surah Al-Imran, right? And so it really struck me just how timeless the Qur'an is. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about how um, don't be disheartened by the difficult things that are going on. You know, and the disbelievers, they're going to have their time here. That's it for them. But they're going to end up going to Jahannam. And what an evil abode that is. Right? So looking at the context of what's going on in Gaza and Palestine as a whole, um, it was very, very comforting to read those ayat and know that the Qur'an is always going to be applicable no matter what time period we're in. SubhanAllah. That's so beautiful. <laughs> MashaAllah. Um, okay, I have a reflection. Um, it's, around, you know, it's on the same page, I guess, as yours, but... Um, Earlier this week, I was volunteering at um, at a school uh, science fair, and like all of a sudden, I just felt this like drowsiness like overtake me. And next thing I knew, I was on the floor. Like it was crazy. Um, so yeah, I had passed out. But um, when I woke up and like gained consciousness, I was like to myself like alhamdulillah that's like how fast like Allah could take my soul alhamdulillah like that wasn't the case for me alhamdulillah but like it made me appreciate my health first and foremost but also just put into perspective how fast and how easy it is for any of us to leave this earth at any time Um, it doesn't matter how fit you are how young you are like Genuinely, it was a matter of seconds where I felt like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to faint. And then next thing I knew, I was like being woken up. Like it was, it was crazy. And then yesterday I had, I told you the Al-Maghrib course that I attended. And like, funny enough, the topic was also death and the afterlife. And he was talking about how the graveyard nowadays is filled with people under the age of 30, which was crazy to me because I know, like, probably we hear about it all the time that, um, you know, someone had passed away or we are always reminded that, yeah, death can come at any time. But it's just crazy to think that it's not out of touch and it's not something that's like, you know, decades in the future, like it really can happen at any time to any of us. And so basically what he was saying yesterday, the the sheikh, is that we need to be ready, ultimately, like it's not something we should fear. 
it's something that we should welcome and we should be looking forward to because ultimately, you know, Jenna is our goal and we know that Jenna is much, much better and infinitely times better than the dunya. So it is something that we should, inshallah, be looking forward to. But at the same time, we should have that fear that, you know, we're not doing enough and that should motivate us to do more. So, uh, yeah, that was my takeaway from this week. And hopefully, hopefully it can, like, you know, help me personally for Ramadan in the sense that I can also benefit from today's talk, inshallah, in building good habits and be ready, inshallah, to pass away at any time. I know it's a sad reality, but it doesn't have to be, honestly. Alhamdulillah, it's something that we should always have on our minds to um, drive us to do better and better every day. 100%. Jazakallah khairan for sharing that. That's very, very well, yeah, cool. I know Sheikh Fayaz Tilly has this quote that when you're ready to die, you're old. You know, it doesn't matter how old mm. you actually are. You know, if you're 18, 19, 25, you know. Mm. Um, where ultimately, each breath is taking us closer to our deaths, right? And the time that passes, the breaths that pass, we don't ever get back. And so, like you said, we have to have that balance of hope and fear that we're, A, not doing enough, and B, in Allah's mercy, um, and that, inshallah, everything's going to be okay. Inshallah, yeah. So, in lieu of that, um, the quote that I chose is, you choose your future with your actions each day, and this is by James Clear. Um, and so, in regards to, you know, our um, our actions directly determine where we're going in the akhirah right inshallah jannah but in order for us to have good actions i think the main focus should be habits because we don't rise to our expectations we fall to the extent of our systems um so would you like to share your kind of reflections on this quote as well absolutely yeah and i agree with you in the sense that you're using the word habits um I sometimes hear people say the word goals, but I think that's that goals sometimes refers to like an end sort of destination that you reach. And once you reach it, it's done. But a habit is something that's consistent and you can always work towards it and you can always, you know, better yourself more and more. And it's just something that's consistent for, you know, lifelong. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually like I, I think my Wi-Fi cut out when you said the quote. Can you just repeat it one more time? Yeah, for sure. It says, you choose your future with your actions each day. Wow, mashallah. Yeah, that's a really good one, actually. SubhanAllah, I um, I think I read a stat the other day that it was talking about, and I don't know what the demographic for this podcast is, but it was talking about like high school to university youth, um, the habits or the lifestyle that you build for yourself during that period of time is actually what shapes uh, what you're going to do in the future and what your habits look like in the future. Um, so, and I'm so guilty of it as well, but like I tell myself sometimes that, you know, I'll do that, you know, I'm busy right now. Like I'll do that later in life. I, I never, or not never, <laughs> but a lot of the time I'm like thinking of things that are super attainable right now, but I'm just not... I feel like I'm not at the stage where I need to do that. So I just delay it. And if I'm thinking that now uh, with that stat, it's like in 20, 30 years, you're still going to have that same mentality where you're still putting things off, you know? So it's like, you know, it's like having that honest conversation with yourself and being like, 
okay, when am I going to get this done, really? Like, I have all these goals and aspirations, and I'm, I have the capacity and the capability to do it now. There's nothing holding me back. Then what is stopping me? And it's really just it comes down to you, yourself, and, and like the mental block that you create for yourself. Um, so yeah, th- this time for us is critical. Like we really, really need to like hone in on not only our capability, but our abilities and our skills and our health. You know, we're at the prime of um, like there's so much emphasis in Islam also about our youth and how we need to um, take advantage of it. So, you know, I yeah, just to kind of cut it short, but like take advantage of the time that you have now and don't delay the things that you can easily get done right now yeah 100 percent. because again death's right around the corner right right so again i think it's partly yeah it's a good reminder right ultimately we don't know when we're gonna die so we don't know if we're gonna have the chance to build up those habits when we're older like oh i'll get religious older oh i'll do you know xyz when i'm older (laughs) and whenever i hear something like that i'm like no don't do that like you have the time and the energy and the ability now do it you know, because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So true, Allah. So, okay, getting into some of the questions um, when it comes to habits, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see that people make when it comes to building habits? Oh, that's such a good question. I really like that question. Um, the first thing that I have seen or even I'm guilty of as as well is um setting goals I don't want to say goals but setting habits for yourself um that are just so bizarre and unachievable or <laughs> like unattainable like for example if you're someone who hasn't read hasn't even picked up the Quran in 11 months you know you're just a <laughs> Ramadan reader which you know is something. Uh, it's obviously not the best thing to do because we know that there is uh, hadith. Um, if you leave the Quran for more than three days, you become someone known as a hajir of the Quran, someone who abandoned the Quran. So um, let's say, though, this hypothetical is that you have not read the Quran since last Ramadan, and now you want to finish the whole Quran in the month of Ramadan, which is like one juz per day. That's obviously not attainable. You're going to burn out after maybe two days. Um, And if anything, it's going to push you further from doing anything related to that in the future because you just set a goal that was so unattainable. You burnt yourself out and you lost motivation. So I'd say number one is, I I hear this acronym all the time, but the SMART goal, um, you know, setting very you know, meaningful, measurable, attainable, and realistic goals that you are able to achieve. And not only that, but we said like habits and being able to, you know, continue on with it, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um, The second thing I would say is lack of preparation or lack of planning, right? What's the, um, the saying? It's like, Uh, uh, failing to plan is planning to fail and that's like 100% true when it comes to um, setting these habits um, for yourself so um, 
for this sake of Ramadan because it's around the corner, um, I do notice that some people are like, okay, I'm only going to do that when Ramadan starts. So if, again, let's say an example, you're someone who listens to music like on the regular, you know, on your way to school, on your way back from school, when you're studying, when you're falling asleep, things like that. Um, and then you decide, okay, in Ramadan, I'm not going to listen to a single song. Like, you know, be realistic with yourself. If you're someone who's just day in and day out listening to music, you need to wean yourself off of music somehow. It's not a snap your fingers and do it kind of situation. And th this goes with anything. I'm just giving an example. But um, like with the music example, give yourself like uh, a, a period of time where you're weaning yourself off of that bit by bit so that when you reach Ramadan, you're completely, you know, you're good. So right now is the perfect time to start. But say, um, I'm going to listen to five songs a day. And then next day comes around or whatever, next week, four songs per day, three songs t per day, two songs, until you reach zero and you're, you're, you know, you've already kind of, you know, reached the, that level where you don't need to um, be listening to music all the time. Uh, and this really, really helps because it's going to help you not relapse. Um, you could for sure not have music for the whole month but then what happens on the first day of Eid you're just gonna be like oh my gosh finally I can listen to my music again which is not the intention that we should have when we're setting these habits so um yeah it's something that is long lasting it's permanent and it's something that can help you in the long run so yeah those are the only two things that I, I would say are very beneficial um not to do when you're when you're trying to set some habits yeah, I would agree. Like just, you know, from what I've seen from my own life, I'm like, yeah, you can't get to Ramadan and be like, okay, you know, like I'm just going to be this perfect Muslim. And when you haven't set the basis before, right? Because right. again, you need to be prepared. And so if you're not prepared for Ramadan, you're not going to be able to get as much out of it. And so that's why it's important. Like, okay, start building habits and habits have to be, again, I'm going to pull a James Clear quote. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. habits have to be established before they can be expanded upon right so let's say a person wants to read quran every single morning right the first step that they might take is okay after fajr i'm gonna read quran for five minutes okay and then leave it at that so not only are they okay, a habit stacking or you have a habit that you've already established but b you're also um making it a short kind of period so that you get used to being in the habit of reading quran then so i think that's something important that people don't take advantage of um, when it comes to building those habits especially absolutely yeah and just to add to your point like this uh, habit that you used like reading quran in the morning is something that you can constantly improve on and constantly build on. So maybe it starts with just, you know, a few pages in the morning. And then later on, it turns into, you know, even more pages throughout the day, maybe after each prayer, um, before bed. And it just turns into this beautiful thing where you're building that connection with the Quran and you're constantly working on it. So maybe it doesn't just have to be limited to reading in the future. It can be memorizing, it can be doing tafsir, learning about the 
um, the historical context, all of that stuff um, combined and more, you know? So yeah, I like where you're just like leaving it to, you know, it is specific and it, it does have a time and all of these um, things that I'm sure we're all familiar with that when you're setting a goal you should have but also it doesn't just stop there it's something that can blossom even more in the future so yeah yeah 100 percent. goals are like not goals habits yeah. <laughs> um so i think yeah habits are supposed to be built upon i don't think they're supposed to just stay stagnant like they're the building block and then you can make something so beautiful out of it but you have to be a willing to set up the habit but b be willing to improve on it and as muslims we're supposed to have ihsan right and if we're just content with okay i read like five minutes that's it or okay i'm just gonna do xyz like no we need to be actively striving towards better right so yeah. I think it's important for us to maintain that mindset of, okay, like this is me just getting started and I can improve on this and I want to improve, um, which is, again, the mindset we should be preparing before Ramadan comes around. 100%. Okay, so then let's get into what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to breaking habits? Breaking habits. Again, I would I would say the same thing. So make sure you're planning ahead of time. So yeah, if you have a bad habit that you're trying to break, it's not going to go away the first day of Ramadan, if that's when you want to start. You know, you should start ahead of time. The, the Rasulullah and his Sahaba, they used to prepare for Ramadan six months before Ramadan starts. So to even say right now for me to say, okay, give yourselves like two weeks, you know, make sure you're whatever, if it's coffee, you know, wean yourself off of coffee, whatever bad habit it is. It's like the Sahaba were <laughs> way ahead of the game. They were preparing six months in advance for Ramadan. So that just goes to show how special it is and how much time it takes, you know, and these are the Sahaba we're talking about. Like these are people who you know are the best of the best like what you know bad habits i'm thinking to myself what bad habits do you guys have to break like you're perfect <laughs> you know astaghfirullah we're not perfect but compared to us you know and then um they're preparing six months in advance so where are we in this comparison we need to be preparing then i don't know nine ten eleven months in advance all year round like that's just um what it goes to show and then, uh, yeah, secondly, would just be to, um, or sorry, you asked what, what's uh, some of the mistakes. So yeah, I would say lack of planning is a huge, huge mistake. The earlier you plan, the better. The more specific you plan, the better. And um, I actually forgot what the second thing I said <laughs> last time, but uh, it would be the same answer to the last one. Yeah, for sure. Again, lack of, of preparation, lack of, you know, setting these habits. I guess like replacement habits are also quite important when you're trying to break a habit where mm -hmm. you have like, okay, you have X, Y, Z, like you're listening to music, right? Like, okay, what's something that you can replace to that's still in your ears? Well, what's something that you can substitute it with? I know a lot of people move from music to podcasts or to nashis or to Quran and like that's perfect like keep doing that because your brain still craves that habit you set up that pathway in your brain and so you want to have something similar but again that's not sinful so 
Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I love that. Mashallah. Okay, so how long does it take to set up a habit? Um, okay, this is like the million dollar question. <laughs> um, there are so many studies like across the board that I've looked into personally. Um, and it's a mixed uh, opinion. I think it does depend on firstly what the habit is, you know, if it's something that you're already kind of accustomed to, or it's already something related to um, a habit that you've already built in the past, just going back to like your example, Fatima, like built, uh, reading Quran, if let's say you already are reading 10 pages, you decide to read 15 pages, 20 pages, it won't be as hard as someone who doesn't read Quran at all to begin with. So it definitely does depend. I would say the minimum to building a habit is 30 days, which subhanAllah is Ramadan in itself is about 30 days long. So it's genuinely the perfect time to, um, I think I said this last time, but build that like spike uh, if I'm looking at like a graph, you know, of my Iman, I feel like it spikes at Ramadan and then for the rest of the year it starts, you know, going down and then it spikes again at the next Ramadan. So um, it's like that reset button, you know, you can reset all of your bad habits and, um, you know, introduce all the good habits that you want um, just as long as they are, again, attainable and specific enough and um you know realistic but yeah yeah 100% again it's super interesting to see the difference in the number that studies come out with some people say oh it's 21 oh it's 60 you know and so yeah. it's interesting to see that there's such a range there and then again I completely agree like Ramadan it is like you know the Iman spike like <laughs> it's yes. not a magical pill but it feels pretty close right um, and I think, I don't know if you've been feeling this as well, but Ramadan doesn't feel like last, like this Ramadan, the lead up to it doesn't feel the same as last Ramadan did, mm. you know, where that level of excitement and that level of just joy at Ramadan coming has kind of been subdued, um, in light of what's been happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I would agree. I was even talking to my friend um, recently about how last year I felt like there was a lot of uh, Ramadan prep conferences and like workshops at like our local masajid. And I would even just like see it on my feed, like when I'm scrolling through Instagram, like here are 10 ways you can prepare for Ramadan, like just these little cute, like infographic posts on Instagram but subhanallah yeah this is something that I did want to highlight too is obviously yes because of um, the situation in Gaza right now um, it there is that component where you know you feel wrong to celebrate anything or be excited about something because our brothers and sisters in Gaza can't feel the same way so we kind of need to feel that pain and that empathy with them yeah Hundred um, percent. It's it is definitely. I think they call it survivor's guilt, where you know, you know. I think about this like I could have been a Fatima living in Gaza, you know. Right. Like I, it could have been me, you know. And the only thing that stopped that was Allah's penalty, Allah's decree. 
Right. So I think when we're looking at habits, again, we have to be really cognizant. Like there are people that don't have the privilege, mm-hmm. you know, to plan for these habits and set up these habits and, you know, say, okay, I'm prepping these habits for Ramadan specifically because there are so many people that are displaced within Gaza um, who simply don't have the opportunity to do what we do, who don't have access to knowledge maybe in the same way that we do. And so again, we have to come at this from a gratitude mindset um, and continually remind ourselves that these habits are only able to be established because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enabled us to establish them. Yeah, subhanAllah. And I would even say, like, it can drive you to do more and to do better. Like you were saying, um, you know, this feeling of guilt, it almost pushes you to to do more because you feel like you're in such a privileged and, and blessed place that you can, whereas some people might not be able to. But even more so, like, there are hundreds of stories about children probably half of our age that have finished the Quran multiple times you know they have different qiraat they have different ijazas of just like the next level of iman I'm talking like you know beyond anything that I feel like I could ever achieve and if I achieved even half of it I would be so you know grateful and subhanAllah, that's the life that they've been, you know, given. And they're making so much out of it. Whereas I feel like with us, like we have a different kind of test. We're not on survival mode. We're given, you know, almost everything we need to have the knowledge and to have the the ability to spread the da'wah. And yet... You know, we're not even reaching half of of what these children are reaching in Gaza. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, subhanAllah, there's also that perspective too. I think it is a time for reflection, right? And I think we need to make reflection a habit as well um, when it comes to reflecting on our circumstances and making gratitude that habit and having that mindset of gratitude. And again, making making it a habit to strive the way that the people of Gaza are striving, right? Obviously, we're not in the same situation as them. We're much more privileged, um, but we can try to emulate them, um, especially going into Ramadan. Yeah, 100%. And even so, like, when we talk about the people of Gaza, just before we switch gears, um, I feel like we're usually the ones to be, like, feeling sorry for them. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you do reflect like you're like you were saying, you know, we're really the ones that we should feel sorry for. We should feel sorry for ourselves because, you know, we have everything that we need to um, achieve so much. And yet, you know, we're not uh, reaching the potential that we can. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a story that I heard from um, a woman in Gaza or a few women in Gaza actually they would go to sleep wearing their uh, wearing their hijabs and their abayas because they they said if you know we die in our sleep if we're bombed in our sleep that we don't want our aura to be exposed when they find us mm-hmm. so like subhanallah like where are we from that like you know you're 
you're already like dead at that point so who cares you know if your aura is exposed or not you're not going to be sinned for you know you're not going to get a sin for that but subhanallah like that's the level of iman they have it's not just in the dunya and it's even beyond that it's even in the akhirah they're looking out for and you know if you die in this state you're automatically a shaheed so it's like who doesn't want that you know this is like the best ending for yourself mm-hmm. so subhanallah yeah i'm just some food for thought yeah 100% you know again i love what you said that you know we feel sorry for the people in gaza but we're really the ones we should feel sorry for and i think it's so ironic really that we're among some of the most privileged demographics in the world and yet we're the ones who are lacking right like we're we're not lacking in anything else but we're lacking in iman which is sad you know it's a sad reality and again coming at it from this perspective of gratitude and continually striving for hasan and striving for excellence um is so is so so crucial for us here especially because it's so easy for us to get complacent 100% yeah and I think there is a hadith or a balagha from the Rasulullah. I don't know how authentic it is, but when you when it comes to the dunya stuff and you know materialism and just uh, quality of life, you should always compare yourself with those who have less than you or those who have who are below you in terms of that status. And then when it comes to the akhirah and you know iman and deen and the, the religion, how much knowledge you have, how much of the Quran you have memorized or have learned you should look at those who are above you and have more than you in that sense so that you're constantly feeling not only grateful for what you have but also are pushed to do more so i think that's like the perfect way to to look at this is you know look at what you have and look at what you can achieve and it's not that they're any less but if anything they're even more you know in terms of the akhira mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent Okay, so changing gears a little bit, um, what's a way to make sure that a habit sticks? A way to make sure a habit sticks. Okay. Um, There's a few ways that I can think of off the top of my head. The first way, and I think this one hits home for me personally, because whenever I set a habit for myself... Um, and I don't do this, it goes right out the window. And that is to have someone or some way to hold yourself accountable. So, um, and I don't want this to get confused with, you know, um, playing with your intention in any way. As long as your intention is to do this for the sake of Allah, and that you're trying to better yourself as a Muslim in order to serve Allah better, then, you know, it doesn't matter if someone else knows about your goals, you know, you don't need to keep it secret because it is a way, it is a means of you achieving that that habit, sorry, not goal. <laughs> so, um, yeah, holding yourself accountable, and this can literally just be a friend, you know, your sister, your mom, whoever it is, um, but making sure that you have a regular person to check in on you or some way, again, to check in on you and make sure that you are uh, completing what you wanted to complete and are building on it as you go forth. 
And then I guess just building on that, a second way is to actually, like we said earlier, is to plan it out. You know, don't just leave it um, up in the air or just by chance. If I do it, I, I do it. If I don't, I don't. It's kind of funny because when we, um, I don't know why, the only thing that I can think of right now is like taking pills. Like when you're, when you're given um, a prescription of medication, like you're never going to miss a day of taking that pill, right? Like you have it written down everywhere, like hundreds of reminders set, you know, all this stuff because, you know, your doctor told you to. So why, when it comes to building habits, do we not act the same way, right? So make sure that you are doing everything in your power to make sure that it's consistent. So that could be, you know, putting up a calendar and planning it all out for a month or setting up reminders in your phone, you know, things of that nature. Um, but yeah, planning it out and just making sure that you are not missing a day. So I guess the third one is consistency. So um, the times that you feel like you're not able to, to do it, let's say you have one off day, make sure that you tell yourself tomorrow, I'm going to do double because it's just about you being consistent with that goal. And um, the fourth one, which really should be the first one, and, you know, in actuality, you shouldn't even have a, a habit set unless you have this real authentic conversation with yourself, is making sure that you really, really do care about this and that you really do, it, it is a priority for you. It's something that you really, truly want to do from within you. So if it's something that you're like, it would be nice, but if I don't do it, it's fine. You know, good luck. Like you're never going to achieve that. But if it's something that you've been wanting to do for so long and you don't know what's stopping you and you just want to like hurry up and do it, then it comes to, you know, even just genuinely taking a few minutes from your day and just sitting down with yourself, writing it down or, you know, just thinking in your head why am I doing this? How is this going to benefit me? Having those real, you know, authentic, raw feelings where you can kind of just think out loud or, or express how you feel. And uh, hopefully, in conclusion, you will know that deep down that this is something that you really, really, truly want. Um, so yeah, that, and you know, just fixing your intention, I guess, is the, the end um the end point yeah 100 percent. you know i th i love that you bring up if you don't want the habit you know good luck because it's true yeah. you know we don't do anything we don't want to do and i think it's very easy for us to be like oh you know i didn't do this because xyz happened or xyz person stopped me from doing it no very often that's not the case like the only person stopping you is you and if you wanted to you would so yeah. I think when it comes to habits, you again have to take radical accountability for your actions as well, where you have to have that extreme level of honesty and say, okay, like it's my fault I didn't do this habit or it's my fault I didn't set up this habit. Um, and there's no one else that's to blame for that. We don't want to play the blame game when we're trying to set up habits because it's really only harming you and harming like, the level of closeness that you can have with Allah that can come from establishing those habits. 
One million percent. And I just want to highlight something you said, which is so, so important. But yeah, again, just if you wanted something badly enough, you would do it. You know, you would. What's stopping you is yourself. Don't, yeah, exactly. Don't start playing the victim. Oh, I couldn't get it done because of this, this, that. So and so did this. So and so did that. No, point the finger back at yourself. Clearly, you don't want it badly enough, and that's why you haven't been doing it, you know? And if you really do want it badly enough, then start doing it, right? Mm -hmm. 100%. And then going back to what you said on consistency, um, what I found I helps me is that if I break off from a habit, let's say it's like going to sleep early, and I'm like, oh, you know, darn it, like I didn't um, go to sleep as early as I wanted, I still want to build up that routine and utilize that routine that I've already built. So I'm keeping that routine consistent. You know, like, let's say you go to bed late, but you want to, you read Quran before you go to bed. Okay, cool. Keep that habit. Keep going with that. You know, don't just drop everything. You know, like, (laughs) keep, keep something consistent. So your brain knows what to do when you're actually on the track to, you know, to complete this routine the most perfect, quote unquote, way possible. SubhanAllah, so true. That's a good one. So let's get into habits specifically for Ramadan. What are the best habits you think um, people need to set up for Ramadan starting now? Okay. Um, Good question uh, as well. Um, So I could just sit here and list off, you know, all the good deeds like Charity, fasting, well, obviously fasting, you know, um, reading Quran, praying more, praying your sunnahs. But I think that this question is very, very specific and, you know, what's the word? Yeah, just individual. Yeah exactly individual focus it's very specific from person to person you know yourself best you know what you need to work on and what you already have down so um i could just give an example um someone who is extremely extremely generous and they can genuinely just give their whole bank account it won't even hurt their you know, it won't hurt them that much, you know, it might hurt their, their wallet a little bit, but they're okay, you know, just from the inside, they love giving. So yes, stay with that. I'm not saying, you know, decrease that in any way. But, you know, maybe let's say when it comes to waking up at night and praying to Hajjud, they struggle. So in that regard, I would say, focus more on the habit that you want to build for yourself, but you're not able to yet, you know, don't just build on the one that you've already mastered, you know, and, and you know, there's no habit that you can just be a master at, you're always learning and, and growing. But if it's something that comes with ease to you, and it's not something that you need to struggle, you know, Islam is always a struggle, a jihad, you know, for fi sabilillah, it's always something that you need to struggle towards for the sake of Allah. So if you feel like you haven't been struggling as much, then um, you need to find something that will make you struggle. So find that thing that you need, you know, and again, being honest with yourself, what you need to work on. And that's the, the thing that I would say. And if it's multiple things, then multiple things. That's fine as long as they're, you know, uh, specific and timely uh, that you want to work on. So yeah, I don't want to just list off a bunch of goals because there's so many. They're literally infinite goals. Don't say I've already mastered everything. That that doesn't exist. 
Um, but find the thing that you need to work on, something that will really, really hurt you. You know, I love sleeping, but, and it'll hurt me so much to wake up in the middle of the night and pray, but I'm going to do it for the sake of Allah. And every single night, make that your priority. Um, and then, yeah, just because I said priority, but prioritize what's important, you know, for the things that you feel are important, but maybe not as equally as important as uh, some of the top goals, then those are things that can be, you know, fit here and there. But when you kind of just um, scope on one or two or maybe three goals that you want to, or sorry, habits that you want to work on, um, then uh, it can be a lot, a lot easier because those are the, the one, two or three that you are really, really wanting to tackle. Yeah, 100%. I love how you said struggle. You know, choose something that's going to push you to struggle. I love that because growth is uncomfortable, right? If you're not uncomfortable, you're probably not learning. Um, And when you're in that flow state of learning, that comes after a lot of hard work, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I love that. And I think for people that maybe are just clueless or like, I have no idea, you know, what's going on. I don't really know. The question to ask yourself is, okay, what, like you said, what's going to hurt me the most? You know, um, what's the habit that's going to be like, oh, you know, I don't I don't really like that, but it's for the sake of Allah. Right. Yeah, 100 percent. And I think it's a very naive mentality to just sort of sit in your comfort zone and only do things that you feel comfortable doing and thinking, okay, here, I'm good. You know, I can just sit back and kick my feet up. No, like the dunya, you are you know, rewarded even more for struggling, right? You're, you're, you're meant to struggle, like I said earlier. So when you do struggle, that's a good sign. Don't let that discourage you. You know, let's say someone who can't really read Quran that well, practice, 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 keep going at it. Don't just let it go. Don't give up, right? The more you struggle, the more you're going to get rewarded. So even it's even the opposite, right? It's not all, oh, well, this is so hard for me. Um, you know, I guess it's not meant to be. No, it's, if this is hard for me, I need to work every day I can to master it, to be the best at it that I can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. We are supposed to continually work on habits. And I think what can help make the struggle a little bit easier is, like you said, having that accountability partner. Having someone who's like, hey, you know, have you have you done this habit yet? You know, how are you feeling about it? And I think it's also important for us to bear in mind that even though we're struggling, we might struggle for a long time, you know, with this habit. I think there was a story of a Sahaba who said, you know, I got up every single night and prayed the Hajjad for 20 years. And it took 20 years for me to start to feel the sweetness of it, you know. So we're playing a long game. This isn't short term, like, okay, quick fix. No, because we're not just, you know, buying into that old magic pill type of thing like we have to be consistent with this stuff if we want to see you know a beneficial outcome in this dunya but also inshallah in akhirah as well so true subhanallah so Tuka, any closing thoughts any things you think that people should bear in mind when they're setting up the ramadan habits or moving into ramadan as a whole Wallah, if there was one takeaway point from this whole thing, like if you just skipped through this whole thing and got to the end, (laughs) I would say fix your intention. So don't 
you know, if anything is sort of clouding your intention or you feel maybe I can do this so my mom is proud of me or whatever other reason you might be doing this, it's not going to last. And trust me, it's going to be even harder than if you were to fix your intention for the sake of Allah. So again, I want to just sort of go back to my point of having an honest and real conversation with yourself about what you want and how badly you want it and making sure that even before doing so that your intention is in the right place and that you are doing this purely and just strictly for the sake of Allah. There's no um, external forces that are driving your um, your performance. Um, and yeah, when, when you do do that and you feel like you are 100% all in for the sake of Allah, it's going to be so, so much easier. And you are going to feel genuinely the reward and the sweetness of that. You're going to reap all of the benefits. So even the struggles are worth, you know, continuing. And even the struggles feel, you know, like, alhamdulillah, grateful for the struggles. So, yeah, it's it's not only going to help you in terms of the akhirah where your your intention is in the right place and you are getting rewarded for it in the akhirah, but also in the dunya when it comes to you completing that um, or working towards that habit, it's going to be easier for you and it's going to pay off. You're going to feel the benefits. You're going to you know reap the benefits constantly. So uh, yeah, yeah, just fix your intention for the sake of Allah. Yeah, 100%. I think we should have talked about that first. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, alhamdulillah, um, yeah, 100%. Nothing goes without your intention, right? And we have to be really, really mindful because I think it is easy for other things to sneak into your intention, right? And we have to be 100%. aware. Um, and, you know, shaitan tries to mess with that, especially before Ramadan when we're in the mindset of, okay, like we need to start fixing things. I need to start getting my act together so I can carry the momentum through Ramadan, right? So, again, be really cognizant of how you're talking to yourself of like when you are going towards a habit, how are you, how are you approaching it? What's your what's the outcome you're hoping for from it you know what's the expected mm-hmm. output and if it's not tied to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then you have to change it you know oh hey you know this isn't tied to Allah let me fix that and then you continually catch yourself doing that right this isn't a one and done thing again it's continual and that in and of itself trying to maintain that intention of it being for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that in and of itself is a habit that we have to work on hundred percent. Yeah. So true. So, khairan for being here with us. As always, it was a pleasure. Jazakallah khairan for having me. Wallah, this was so needed for myself, first and foremost. It was such a great conversation. Jazakallah khairan. And honestly, I definitely needed this conversation too. I was sitting here and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, all the things that I needed help with, like, <laughs> it's sinking in. You know. Subhanallah. May Allah make it easy for all of us. Ameen, I think we can ameen. end with a dot. Amen. Yeah. So, Tuka, if people have questions for you, where can they contact you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think I gave my Instagram last time, so let's stick with that. So, it's at T-U-K-A-A-L-I. Oh, no, I changed it now. <laughs> okay, I changed it to something weird. Let me... Okay, my Instagram is... T 
U U U three U's, and then two K's and five A's. <laughs> and yeah, usually I will respond to any DMs if it's not something creepy. So <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, always so gotta be on the watch, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, alhamdulillah. Well, jazakallah khairan once again for coming on. Yeah, yeah, cool. And inshallah, we'll have you on soon. Jazakallah khairan anytime, wallah. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Alhamdulillah, there were a lot of really, really good takeaways. So again, when it comes to building habits, planning is crucial. And then have your backup habits, have accountability people, and this applies to breaking habits as well. Okay, you want to make sure that you're starting this before Ramadan. You're not expecting to jump into Ramadan and be perfect. You need to build yourself up to that. Okay, make sure you're fixing your intention, focusing on your intention, focusing on that gratitude mindset, that attitude of gratitude, right? So, so important. And if you need help with that, I have planners and I have journals that you are able to get for yourself. I will leave the link for them in the episode show notes. Okay, so you have these resources at your disposal to help you out. And if you genuinely don't know where to start, you're like, okay, I don't know what I'm struggling with. Okay, look at your life and say, okay, if I was to do something, what would be the thing that would kind of pinch me the most? That would make me feel the most uncomfortable? That is obviously for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the mindset that we need to approach things with. As always, if you ever have any questions for me, feel free to DM me at your Muslim Girl Podcast or feel free to email me at your Muslim Girl Podcast at gmail.com. And I am still taking submissions for the book for Palestine. So if you are a poet, if you're a writer, if you're an artist, if you have any personal reflections that you'd like to share, definitely, definitely um, send them to me. And inshallah, I will do my best to include them. Just send them to my email, which I've already said earlier. So Jazakallah khairan for being here and I will see you next week inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.